everyone, it's me again, bro. We're here back to talk about uh, the Hawkeye and uh, this kind of mediocre-looking, maybe, Spider-Verse sequel and uh, goblin-looking Willem Dafoe face and Fat Man Auto Repair Shop. We are going to be getting into all of it today on the Infinity Watch Podcast. Wow, we really, we really hung on to the, you know, Eastern Bloc country accent at the end there, just a little bit. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's what the character was feeling. I, I am but a slave to the voices. So I love it. Me too. Hashtag schizophrenia. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to the Infinity Yikes. Watch podcast. We'll cut that out later. This is episode thirty-nine. Nah, staying in <laughs> season two of the podcast. Um, we are here. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my Eastern European co-host, who also runs Trust the Bro Moving Company, Eric. Um, <laughs> That's which me. is quite possibly the greatest name they could have come up with. I think. True. Loved it. I, the true. entire episode. Every time I saw a Trust the Bro Moving Company truck, I just was <laughs> smiling ear to ear. So, the best. All right, we are here to talk about episode three of the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. But but before we do that, as we always do, um, let's go through the news. There's so much going on. Almost all of it's (laughs) Spider-Man related. Once again, I'm feeling deja vu here. Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Okay, so I think it was yesterday, actually, that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 yeah released not a trailer but a first look yeah terrible move in my opinion but please continue (laughs) which i don't what is the difference between a trailer and a first look i don't know well in this case it's that a first look is really really bad looking and uh trailers usually are pretty good (laughs) so you didn't like the uh the visual like kind of animation then it sounds like huh uh Well, I thought it looked, and look, to be fair, let me preface this by saying I also was not impressed by the first trailer for Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it looked weird. I didn't get it. Uh, Clearly, it works. I'm getting some deja vu here, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so clearly it works in movie form. I love that movie. I I was wrong, right? But, uh. But yeah, this doesn't look good to me. It looked it looked unfinished. Why would they pick this nothing scene? This is nothing. Like it's weird weird way to show off this movie. I think they just wanted a way to let everybody know it's going to be two movies. But they should have like waited until they had something exciting to show cuz it wasn't this at all. Yeah, you know I have a lot of things to say, mostly about the fact that it's a part one movie. Yeah. Um, well, two comments I immediately saw. Uh, the first one said it's it must be really great to be Haley Steinfeld right now. Yeah, she's and, killing it. Shout out to Haley Steinfeld. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I believe it was I on- didn't know that I was starving <laughs> till I tasted you. Don't forget exactly. that was Haley Steinfeld. Smash Crazy. it. 
Wait, she sings that song? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that was that was like the biggest song of the well, I don't know if it was the biggest song in the world, but I loved it. Hold on, I'm going on Spotify really quick. I listened to the shit out of that song. That was a oh weird way God, to phrase dude. that, but what? yeah, that's that's Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> that song's just a banger and a half. If you guys haven't listened to it, listen to Starving by Haley Steinfeld and I believe The Gray or just Gray, just Gray. You would know more than me. I didn't even realize she was a singer. So, Yo, yeah, that's how she got her start, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, big time pop star. You know, that's the same the same with Brie Larson as well. Only Brie Larson's music wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we yeah. found out when Captain Marvel came out. But I do love Brie Larson. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> there was another comment online that said, good year for Oscar Isaac in being in part one of movies. Because he was also <laughs> yeah, in Doom. True, so, true. Um, can I just say that I think part one, part two movies in Hollywood are a terrible idea for the most part. Mm. Um, there was a reason I mean, why Avengers Infinity War part one and part two got changed to Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, because that's what they originally were titled. Yeah, um, but I mean, do you think the movies actually changed? I feel like it effectively still was just Infinity War Part 1 and 2. I don't think the movies necessarily change most of the time, if done right. I just think it's a bad idea from a marketing standpoint. Okay. And I think a lot of people don't like seeing a movie that's a Part 1 because they don't feel like they're getting a full experience. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And so it's like, just like, name it something else. I just, yeah. I like, I feel like Hollywood got away from that because... For like six years in a row, what they would do is there'd be some franchise and then they go book about a movie, book about a movie. And then the last <laughs> yeah. book would come up part one, part two. And it's just like, OK, this is so stupid. Um, but, you know, we're getting two of them now. And so that's a thing. Um, I'm really nitpicky about this for some reason. Across the Spider-Verse after Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is a terrible title. Yes. Agreed. Is. Agreed. It's. It's like how every time we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't know which movie I'm talking about. Yeah, what's the... Nobody hated numbers. Just use Into the Spider-Verse 2. It's fine. Yeah, Yeah, I don't really get it. You know, I, I used to always think about this. You know, we're obviously both musicians and stuff like that. It would always drive me crazy as kind of like a creative person when a famous person would name all their albums the same, but just like part one, part two, part three. I feel like you have like an opportunity to na- like title something. That's like a really unique opportunity. Yeah. true. And there's like a million options for cool titles. It just seems really like boring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who did like Coheed and Cambria do that? I'm having a memory of most of the time. It was always hip hop. It was like the Carter three, you know, uh, and then yeah, but like I that, feel but. like that was specifically his thing, though. I think I think Lil Wayne gets away with it because he's a legend. But but your your point is taken. Your point is taken for sure. Yeah, usually it was that, or it's like a hip hop artist had a really popular album, and then they're not doing so good, so they're like, "Listen, I'm making the sequel just to <laughs> just to sell it," you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. I feel like I do have like vague memories of that, but I feel like that hasn't happened in like a while. That was that was a very interesting time. Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, good times. Yeah, well, um, you know, ups yeah. and downs. Yep. <laughs> 
you know, my uh, my fiance was on Poshmark yesterday and she's like, you got to look at this title. And it was like a jean jacket and it just said 90s vintage. And uh, <laughs> whew, that just that set me back a little bit. Oh, man. All right. Back to Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Internet seemed to really like the visuals in this one. I am kind of waiting to reserve my I, I guess I just have full faith that they'll do OK with the animation. It's probably what I'm going to say. Um, but this this trailer, if you can call it that, was weird because um, it said like in another another universe at the beginning or something. Um, I don't know. It just it featured Spider-Man 2099, who's voiced by Oscar Isaac. And then it was just like a cunt, a, a bunch of like mind bending, just like jumping through nothingness kind of multiversal yeah, weirdness. It but it was nothing. very lo-fi, right? Yeah. It was lo-fi, and it didn't... Honestly, it looked to me like storyboards for... Because the the most interesting part to me was there's a brief scuffle between Miles and Miguel, who, if you don't know, Miguel is Spider-Man 2099. Um, and that was interesting but like it it just looked unfinished like if that's what the 2099 stuff's gonna look like i consider me bummed <laughs> like that did not that was not visually appealing to me at all personally. yeah i mean for like a minute and a half of like this two minute something long trailer the animation looked just like the first movie yes but yeah then it goes which was like, fine but nothing was even happening it's like to your point, is a minute is the vast majority of the trailer. It's like kind of, uh, just a kind of a weird, awkward conversation between two characters. That's like not exciting in any way. But sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. It just it just turns into I don't know. Like, what do you even call that? It looks like a mix of like web comic anime and then the last movie's animation. And it's basically just Miguel and Miles fighting while they're like spinning and like the. The trajectory of like how they're flying through all this is really cool. It's just yeah, everything seems very half baked, which is yeah. weird. So I don't know. Which it, if that I'm gonna be extra annoyed if that is like the final, final look, and that's how a majority of the movie looks. And they also are doing a part two. It's like, why didn't you just do a part one and put more or why didn't you just do one movie and put more effort into it? Because if yeah. they're like cutting corners just to do a part two. Is this one Sony. by the same people? I'm trying to... Okay, it is the, the screenplay is still by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. So All right, that, that's good. That gives me confidence. Um, it's directed by some random dudes, but that's fine. Because it was just random dudes last time, so... Um, I never know, like, the animated... The animation directors don't make sense to me, so... Yeah. Um... But yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. That Avi Arad guy is still somehow producing shit. That that is actually mind blowing. I I feel like Avi is it Arad? I always said arid, but it's probably, probably neither is. One, to be uh, that's the whitest way I could have possibly said that right there. So <laughs> no, I you know. I don't. I truly have no clue. But uh, I feel like that guy was like the original Kathleen Kennedy, except for he actually deserves all of his hatred from the fans oh yeah for sure 100% 100% I don't know if Kathleen does she probably deserves a little but not nearly as much as she gets uh, somehow Palpatine survived yeah that's uh, that's that's a tough one but also I mean you can't 
I feel like you can't pin every bad decision on a produ- like she's not writing the movies, she's not directing the movies. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like really, I go think a little too crazy. Not to dive too too into the sequel trilogy, I think if you were seeding that all along, it really wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. It just came out of nowhere. That's the. Yeah. They're like, we're gonna do a, a trilogy, and then they do two movies, and the third one, they're like, we're gonna do a trilogy in one movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. I completely agree. I think I think the the one thing that you and I both agree on strongly is the Rise of Skywalker's garbage. I think that's. I think that's the just one. like the other two. No, incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> but the Rise of Skywalker is not good. Listen, if everything was at the same quality as the last ten minutes of Rogue One, then everyone would be. Oh happy. my fucking god! Then you'd have a bunch of ninety-year-old limp-wristed uh, people in in suits that look difficult to move in, just slowly lumbering down hallways. And uh, people thinking that looks cool because of nostalgia goggles and nothing more. That's all I got on these days, nostalgia <laughs> goggles. Oh, man, they're great. Love it. All right, we got to move on. There's so much shit to talk about here. Is there really? Uh, not really, but a decent amount. All right. Um, so apparently Benedict Cumberbatch didn't read the Spider-Man No Way Home script at all. So someone asked him why. Um and he just said, as long as the character is interesting and challenging and doing fantastic things in the MCU, why not? And that, to me, is the attitude to have. Uh, it's just like up for anything. So Yeah, that's cool. I think I have a suspicion, maybe it's a conspiracy theory, that the real reason he didn't read the script is probably because it didn't exist <laughs> at the time he oh was my filming. God. Uh, I think probably a lot of it was very up in the air and changing at all points. So there maybe wasn't a script for him to read. Uh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, yeah you think that they're iron mining this bitch, huh? Yeah. That would be my guess. That would be my guess. I'm really worried. I'm really worried about it. Did you get tickets? No, not yet. I oh, I think boy. I think I I am going to go, but I'm going to I mean it's going to be like the first showing on like a Tuesday and I'm just going to get ticket like Yeah. Hey, I'll, whatever uh, works. Yeah. But when is it? Nah, maybe I'll have to find a way to go sooner though for this podcast. I I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. You can see it early on uh the day it comes out, I think they start showing at three o'clock. Okay, which is wild to me. I've never seen yeah. that before. Usually, it's about six or seven, at the minimum. Um, but yeah, there's shows all over the place. Um, if me and I are actually going to a comedy show that night and then going to see the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we, night. we literally yeah, really will be. Uh, we we have to pack. We have Spider Man suits that we're gonna wear. And so we have to pack them in the car when we go to the, the comedy show, change in the car into our Spider-Man suits and go to the movies. Love it. Should be, should be a good time. Yeah, love it. Just I don't think they'll let us wear the masks in the theater because they're like, uh, it's been a school shooting by us, so everyone's a little bit on edge. Yes. Let's just put it that way. True, true. So. Um, I'll just, this, I didn't pick out this article for any specific reason, uh, but... Uh, Spider-Man star Kirsten Dunst, who played the OG Mary Jane. Uh, so she basically shed, said, I can't talk today. 
I, I don't know what's going on. She said that she has interest in playing an old girl version of Mary Jane Watson down the line. She says, it seems like a lot of movies I do get remade. It's like a running theme for me. I wish they'd put me in another one, like old girl Mary Jane. Why not? I would do another superhero movie. Everybody else is. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's an interesting way to end that quote. It sure is. Huh. <laughs> All righty. All righty. We'll move on from that then. Um, <laughs> I picked this one out for you, buddy. Okay. It says, the book of Boba Fett star. Yeah. Uh, how do you say this guy's name? Tamora? I believe so. Tamora Morrison promises the series will fill in some big gaps for fans, especially Eric's asshole. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, shoot. Uh, I added a little bit on there. It's going to fill in some big gaps. So he just said, Boba died, or we thought he did, in the Sarlacc pit. So I think both of them share those near-death experiences in common. They both have a vulnerability that they understand. Wait, both? Both being who? Boba uh, and who? Uh, Boba and Ming-Na Wen. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. yep. Fennec Sorry. Shan, I believe. Yeah. Man, I did not know her name until I read it in this article. <laughs> yeah, you didn't but, know Ming-Na uh, Wen? I know, I know, I knew her oh, name, not the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fucking Mulan, man. Yeah, I was gonna say she's in fucking everything. But she's uh, sweet. She's a legend. But uh, yeah, no, that's good. I've never been a uh, I've never been a big Boba Fett fan, but I've never been a big Boba Fett hater. But yeah, it it makes no sense how he's alive at all. <laughs> so I I'll be very interested to see how they write themselves out of that corner. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be something really quick and. <laughs> They always do a really good job of just, like, hand-waving away anything that we think is complicated. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, like, the he'll throw a, he'll throw a thermal detonator at this thing's stomach and grapple shot out uh, or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, and, it'll, and that'll be that. You know, it took me way too long as a child to realize that, like, they're like, when you go in the Sarlacc pit, you'll be slowly digested for a thousand years or something like that. And when I was a kid, I was like, man, could you imagine being digested for thousands of years? You're dead. Yeah. You're just dead already. And it took me probably 10 years too long to realize that. <laughs> so, good uh, times. What if the Sarlacc uh, has some kind of neurotoxin that keeps your brain in a half-alive stasis mode that can only feel pain for the next well, thousand years, though? Had the best night of sleep I've had in like a year last night, and I think I just hit the reset just thinking about that. So there you go. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll move on. This one is this one's really special right here. X Men star Halle Berry says she would absolutely return to X Men. It's a beloved character. I love playing Storm, and people love Storm, and so she wants to come back. In any storyline that would make sense. Eric, do you know what happens when a toad gets hit by lightning? <laughs> Same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> oh, That's a real quote. Oh, boy. Oh, absolutely Turns stupid. out Hollywood star who has not been in a major production in quite some time, in the same frequency as she used to be, would like to return. I don't know. I feel like her more her most recent movie uh was like received really well. 
What she's in a new movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh, uh, let me look it up. Right yeah, now. she's like a boxer. She's some kind of like fighter. Oh, yeah, or something. you're right. I take everything. And back. she she's... she she looked really good in it, and and I seemed to do uh do well. I my thing is I I actually like Halle Berry a lot, but I don't love her as Storm. I yeah, think they should same. bring her back as a different character. Not sure which, but I mean. There's nearly unlimited. So pick one, you know, throw Hallibarian. It was a terrible movie, Catwoman. Um, I never but, saw it. Uh, seeing that outfit, man, as a child. Whew. <laughs> I think that's what I discovered. It's an awakening. Sex. Yep. I was like, wow, that makes me feel funny. All righty. <laughs> the, the top comment on this article is says, please don't. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's, that's so me. Halle Berry's good, but I really think um, I think Storm should be should seem more African, if that makes sense. Like like Native African, and almost more like a goddess. Yeah, yeah. I just like to line up with the comics a little bit more. Like she's like basically like a god in Africa for some time. I, there's a she's in. When she marries Black Panther in the comics, that's like she's in Africa. Yeah, that storyline's amazing, cool. and it fucking sucks that we're never going to be able to get it. Pretty movies. much. We'll see. I'm still like, I'm just still counting the days until we get some X-Men action in the MCU. It needs to happen. Yeah. But. Uh, Agreed. As we'll talk later, some other characters are coming back, so. Oh. We'll see. We'll I see. don't know if I know about this. All right. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Duh. Hundred percent. So uh, there was a promo online for the next episode of Hawkeye, and it featured a mysterious new character. And they're basically they look like they're in like Splinter Cell or something. Yeah, the Night Monkey. <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> yeah, but almost everyone is hazarding a guess that this is Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova. Yes. So. Which I keep forgetting that she is going to be making an appearance in this most likely, which uh, I I like continuing to forget that because it's always a pleasant surprise when I re-remember because <laughs> she is I, great. I feel really torn about it because I love her character, but I just don't know where this fits into the storyline. I doubt it will very heavily at all. I'm sure she'll make a very brief appearance and be like, hey, did you kill Nat? And uh, he'd be like, what? No. And she'd be like, all right. And then, and then, and then there's uh, that'll be the episode. Mark my words. Write it down in your journals, everybody. Hold on. Let me go grab my journal. Okay. <laughs> I just like, you know, when we'd see Phil Coulson, I was always a happy camper. But yep. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is just not fun to me. Yeah, she's nothing so far. And so the fact that she featured most in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's just not good. It's yeah. just not good. I like, I don't know. Jeez, I'm really, I'm having a rough time this morning. I don't understand people that like it. I just don't. What, I, Falcon just, and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I just don't. Are like, there many bunch, people who like it? Yeah, there's people online that were saying how much they liked it and how it was better than Loki. And like you're what? on track, buddy. What? You're on track. That's yeah, that's insane. Do you remember 
Do you remember when we were watching WandaVision? You're like, maybe I'll like Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit more since it's more MCU, like, like generic yeah. formula. No, the, oh, I, what I man. wanted and expected was what Hawkeye is currently. But it did not. Uh, it did not. It did not. Just did not. Yeah. Oh, man. I think back to that moment and I, I just laughed to myself a little bit. I'm like, wow. The expectations we had were so simple. Yeah. So bad. Very true. All right. This article here coming up follows some of the same themes as uh, as a few other ones I've read today were. Apparently, Ant-Man and the Wasp star, Hannah John Kamen, who played Ghost, uh, one of the oh, yeah. quote-unquote villains, um, Hollywood Reporter caught up with her and asked her how Ava is doing these days. That's her character's name. And she's, she laughed and said, she's good. She's very good. I won't say anything more about her. Ooh. So over under on her showing up in Quantum Mania. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I also wouldn't be surprised if she is just smart and knows she's signed a million things and just like, get me out of this conversation. And that's how she chose to do it. Uh, she's doing it better than Andrew Garfield, man. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised and yeah, bring, bring that character back for sure. I think her powers could open up some doors and situations. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. She's almost like, she's like a, she's like a human vision kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Without everything else that's cool about vision. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's just like Mrs. Face through walls. Yep. But you know, I was watching Ant-Man and the Wasp this week. I put it on because I watched, um, I watched Hot Ones with Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. And, um. Man, just I just need to reiterate the fact that I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's so, so charming. He is. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> L- look at us. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, And so I was like, man, I want to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. And she is really good in that movie. That movie is just really good in general, I think. Um, I feel like it has its own little special corner in the MCU, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I really hope that this third Ant-Man movie really puts that series like uh, on the map. Like I know people like it, but it's definitely one of the lower watched uh series in the universe, Let me, I would uh, say. Let's see how much this movie made. It can't be a lot. Well, Ant- I mean okay. I mean relatively. You know, so Ant-Man sure the first one made 520 million. All right. Ant-Man of the Wasp made 620. Okay. Not enough, in my no, opinion. No, definitely not enough. So, but the third one, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, has Kang as the villain. Yeah, who is likely to be the uh, this phase's big bad? We will see. Still, I guess. But and it looks like there was a crew gift that went out because they wrapped production on this film, and it features a logo on it that is a broken Ant Man helmet with Kang's reflection in the background. Um. And Kang looks kind of cool, but the internet was pretty quick to to find out that this is this is based on fan art, and they just wrapped an existing fan art photo into the helmet, and so it's not anything new, uh, per se, in terms of a Kang design, but it basically resembles what Jonathan Majors would look like 
as the comic accurate Kang. Yeah, I mean, if he looks anything remotely even close to that, I'll be stoked. I yeah, feel like I, that I loved is it. great. I loved yeah. it, man. But it'll be interesting to see how his character plays into this movie. Because Ant-Man is still Ant-Man at the end of the day. And if he's going to be the big bad, like, the fact that this Ant-Man helmet is broken open says something, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if he dies and we get an Eric O'Grady? It won't happen, but I want it to happen. I literally was about to say that totally won't happen, (laughs) but it would be sweet. Yeah, that would be. uh, I wonder. I think Hank's going to die in this. Yeah, that. Yeah, that probably makes more sense than uh, than Paul Rudd dying. Yeah, I mean, Paul Rudd was just named the sexiest man alive. You can't let him die. Yeah, true. Very true. (laughs) So. All right, I think that's everything of importance that I had for today. Do you have anything, Eric? Um, I just, did. You see the new look at Willem Dafoe's goofy fucking face? Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> there is a uh, there is a meme. I don't even know what it's from, but we got a first look at Willem Dafoe in the new Spider Man movie. He does look de aged, also as well as uh. Or like Alfred Molina, he he looks de-aged to me as well. And, uh, I mean, he just looks so goofy. He just has such a memeable face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His that, That's what makes him great, though. Like, yeah. his face, like, feels like it's made out of putty. Yes. Yes. Just wild. Yeah. So. I'm really interested. Oh, man, I can't wait to see his character again. Because I recommend everyone go watch those original Spider-Man movies. Because they're amazing. Just full of memes. Just I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. <laughs> oh man, amazing. Oh man, so good. But that's all. all right, that's I, all I have. Yeah. I had one thing before we go, jump into Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, our friend Clay Scarface on Twitter reached out, Ooh. um, wanting to know if uh, he missed Eric, you giving your thoughts or rating for Shang Chi, which we forgot to do last week. Uh, so I wanted to give you the floor to talk about Shang-Chi a little bit and then rate it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was a very big fan. Um, very big fan. I feel like, uh, there's nothing about it that really like annoyed me. And there's a lot of things about it that I thought were much better than average. Um, for instance, the fight choreography, I feel like there are not, enough movies who have that style of fight choreography nowadays. I thought it was super good. Um, Big fan. Uh, Obviously the train fight was really good. And then I, the other memory that sticks into my head for whatever reason is like the parkour on like the, uh, the construction siding. I don't know what that stuff's called. Um, But uh, I thought that was really good. I th- I lie. There's one thing I didn't really love, which was like the end was a big CGI fest. Um, yeah, which which isn't the best, but it, it obviously wasn't enough to like color my uh, negatively color my perception of the movie. Also, I, I I don't think I think I universally disliked Aquafina. 
I, I don't think anything about that character was redeeming. I just kind of hated her. But again... She got really good at bow and arrow, man. <laughs> yeah, which is obviously ridiculous, the fact that she saved the day. Uh, so I wasn't a big fan of that either. But I feel like the character of Shang-Chi himself is like so ridiculously strong. I'm a, I was a big fan of that performance. Just a big fan of that character in general. Big fan of how the rings were used as a weapon as as well um so yeah i'll oh and like probably a 10 out of 10 soundtrack for me i feel like um so yeah i was a big fan i would probably rate that movie a um on our scale of six unbreakable infinity stones i would probably rate that movie a Probably five out of six. I really liked it. Nice. Yeah. I believe that's what I rated it as well, if I recall. Yeah, it was really good. And God, there's just something about like, <laughs> I, I really don't know what it is, but there's something about like a good martial arts or fight scene immediately preceded or followed by like a really good hip hop song. <laughs> And I feel like there that, really is. I yeah. don't know what it is, but that combo is undeniable. And that movie delivered it. So I, I was yeah. a big fan of that. It's like martial arts, hip hop fusion. Yeah. There's just something it. about it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think we got both fives from both of us for Shang-Chi now that uh, we've both seen it here. So mm-hmm. let's jump right into it. We are talking about Hawkeye, episode three, titled Echoes. We are officially halfway done with the Hawkeye series, which is crazy. And sad. Um, yeah, because let me tell you, this is what I want out of a like a Marvel series right here. I love it. Um, yes. And so let's talk about it. Right. Um, this episode starts off right where we left off, very similar to the first two. Um, we had last seen, uh, Maya as, uh, Maya or Echo, Maya Lopez, uh, kind of shooing away one of the, uh, bros. Um, (laughs) and so she basically comes into the warehouse and starts interrogating Hawkeye and Kate. Um, she immediately notices that Hawkeye has a hearing aid in, uh, but then I think is a little bit disappointed when he doesn't really know ASL. Yeah. Um, and she tells him he's relying on technology too much. Uh, since she's obviously deaf as well. Yeah. Um, and she wants to know about Ronan because Ronan killed her dad. Uh, we basically, I think, was it at the very beginning of this episode where we get the, yeah, the it's, opening it's scene? It started with, her, with the right? flashback with her as a child, who, by the way, is absolutely. I almost I should have looked this up. I wonder if that child is actually the actresses of Echo's real child, because I feel like it's dead on like dead. Let me see who's playing her here. They do a shot going from like it's like the kids. It's a close up of the kid's face and it just kind of fades to the adult's face. And I was like, that's the same fucking person. (laughs) Like that is that is dead on casting if they're not related in real life. Uh, big fan of that. Also, crazy fact, I don't know if you knew this, but that actress is a real amputee. That is not CGI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That that blew my mind. It's her cousin. Yes! 
Yes, I'm so glad they're related, and I called it. They look too similar. Dead on casting. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because, yeah, they look very similar. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's actually deaf and doesn't yes, have like, and also her foot, deaf. right? Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy cool. Um, So, yeah, it opens up on a flashback. Shows her as a young child at school, and she's excelling even though she's deaf. She's in a normal school. Yep. Um, and then it shows her dad, and her dad works for... The bros, the tracksuit mafia. Yes, but does seem, I mean, they make it a point, like, he seems like a very genuinely good dad. Right, yes, yeah, and it seems like he's, he obviously can't make the money he needs to in order to put her yep. in in uh, school for the deaf. Um, and he basically tells her that she needs to learn to live in, in two worlds at the same time. Um, and so... Uh, she's, she's learning martial arts as a child and, and it's clear that she can watch people and kind of mimic what they do. Um, cause there's this big, there's this bigger kid and she goes in and she just like takes him the fuck down real quick. Um, and her dad tells her that her uncle will take her home for him. And you just see her look up and smile and this big old white ass hand puts her his hand on her shoulder and chuckles and everyone's like, well, that was Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. <laughs> Everyone lost their mind because yeah. they can identify his chuckle like the back of their hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, look, it probably, it definitely, it, like 99% that is Vincent D'Onofrio, but people, that chuckle is so like nondescript. That you could easily, anybody could easily imitate that exact chuckle. I feel like people were making way too big a deal about the chuckle. But that yes. said, yeah, I mean, that that's almost definitely Vincent D'Onofrio, and Kingpin is almost definitely coming back. Which, spoiler, we should say, I mean, everybody knows. This is a, this is a spoiler podcast, but uh, spoilers. Poor, poor Amelia. I was like fangirling. I was like, oh, my God. Kingpin's coming back, like oh my god! It's she. She had no idea what I was. Um, but I was super pumped in that scene, which I think. Did you say the first time you watched it, you completely missed that moment? I completely missed it, be, but because I had seen online, um, I I had already seen it before I watched the episode, and I, people were talking about. First of all, they weren't talking about a chuckle. They were like. Oh yeah, it's a it's a really obvious laugh. So I'm thinking, like I'm on alert for like something extremely obvious, not something so subtle as two seconds of a hand and and like a laugh you can barely hear. So I was not obvious at all. No, FYI. no. So so yeah. So that's the only reason I missed it. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure I per- maybe I would have missed it if I wasn't even. I don't know, but uh. I was on the lookout for something way more conspicuous, and it never came. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, following this scene with with what we assume is Vincent D'Onofrio laughing and putting his hand on her shoulder, everyone keeps calling him uncle. Um, We cut, and she's older now, and we go to, I think it's called Fat Man Tire Repair or Auto Repair. Yeah, something like that. Which is obviously a reference to Kingpin, because Kingpin's fucking fat as fuck. And um, 
basically Ronan is just killing everyone as she approaches. He's going through this this auto repair shop, which is assuming uh, it's, it's to be like a front for this organized crime. And Ronan is in there just like destroying the fuck out of all these guys with his sword. And as she goes in, she's not scared at all. Um, And she's just like walking in as a ninja is just killing everyone, which I was like, man, I would be a little bit more hesitant. Um, <laughs> but basically Ronan kills her dad. And she like holds him as he's dying. Um, which I think kind of gets us to present day. Uh, why she's interrogating Clint and Kate to figure out where Ronan is at because she wants to kill Ronan because Ronan killed her father. Um, the interesting part of this little interrogation is that Hawkeye tells Maya that Ronan is dead. And she says, how do you know? He says, I was there. Who killed him? And he says, Natasha. Yeah, and then the the guy who was uh, translating in ASL signed it as Black Widow, which was pretty sick. And so I actually thought that was kind of interesting because it's kind of true. Yeah. In a sense. Um, And so she doesn't really believe him uh, at face value, I guess you could say. Uh, But at this point, Barton is able to free himself. And this whole huge action sequence occurs that that goes on for like 20 minutes, I feel like. Um, It's basically Clint versus the tracksuit mafia for a while. And then Maya Lopez is also trying to fight him. Then Clint frees Kate uh, from with a badass. uh, That's some that's some cool Hawkeye shit. I feel we finally got to see like him like really bust out his. Yeah, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this episode, we finally got to see Hawkeye be Hawkeye. Yes. Which I really appreciated. Um, and so they're, everyone's fighting each other, trying to get out. And Maya actually knocks out his hearing aid. And yeah. So she knocks out his hearing aid and then stomps on it. Which, when that happened, I was like, saw that one coming. Um, and so Hawkeye can't really hear anything. And so... Um, they both escape and, um, let's see what happens now. They get into a car, yep. like this really old car and there's a nice ass challenger in front too. And he's like, I'm not going to break into a, like a 73 challenger. Or something yeah. Like that. that is and, what, uh, that is what Kate wanted to, <laughs> wanted to steal, which like, why not actually? <laughs> yeah. You know? And so. Basically, you get like the super long chase scene in in two cars where all the tracksuit mafia guys and Maya Lopez are following after them. And we get the scene that we saw in the trailers where Kate is just shooting arrows at these guys and like blowing up cars. And there's like all these trick shot arrows that are super fucking cool, like pulling a bunch of Christmas trees and and connecting uh, the trees to a car, which causes them to crash. There's like a. Like a gooey one. Yeah. There's one that's just a plunger that does nothing. <laughs> um, but Did you say the USB one? Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we get we get to like a bridge. Right. And uh, there's a traffic jam. So so Kate and Clint are stopped Wait, before before we even get to this. We should say on the way. I, 
Kate is fucking killing it with with archery. I mean, taking down Hawkeye's like take out those lights. They're driving like must be 70 and she's just like dropping lights no big deal, shooting these cars no like no problems at all. Killing it. You know what's interesting about this now that you said that too is like there's a lot of times where I'm like I don't believe that this character could be so good so quickly but i feel like they did a good job of like saying like she's already an, like an archer yeah and she has all these skills yeah. and she's really good like i have no problem suspending belief that like she is this good yeah agreed and i love that um so they're on this bridge and he's basically i'm trying to remember what part comes first um he tells her to aim up with an arrow and then he pulls out an arrow from his quiver that just says Pim on it. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be fucking crazy. And so he's like, aim up and shoot right in front of like their car. So she shoots an arrow straight up in the air. And then he aims his Pim arrow so that it collides with the arrow. She shot up in the air and then it, it turns big because it's basically like a giant man arrow and then just slams right down into the bridge like causing the arrow to be between them and the bad guys, uh, which was just fucking crazy. Um, and so they're still being followed and they, they use the plunger arrow and then like their little grappling arrow to go underneath this bridge. They plunger arrow onto um, onto a train and that's how they get away. And, and the whole joke is that there's there's two arrows that are seemingly useless. One is the USB arrow, uh, which we saw in both Avengers and in the Marvel What If show. <laughs> Um, and Kate uses that to basically intimidate the bad guys so that they don't shoot at her, but then she shoots it at him and it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> um, but then the plunger arrow, she was making fun of him. Like, why would you have a plunger arrow? But it basically like it sticks onto the train and they hold on to it. And that's yeah. what, how they get away. She's like, I and totally get it now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it won't come disconnected no matter what. And so, um, I thought it was a, like the best use of Hawkeye's different arrows that we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought I had a couple thoughts during this whole. You're right. It was very long. It was a very long like action sequence starting from the warehouse and going all the way to them getting to the train. But the main thought I had, which I thought was funny, was this show about Hawkeye has way 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 better fight choreography than even like iron fist did which was a show about like the greatest martial artists alive supposedly yeah. oh yeah <laughs> which makes me laugh um it also made me think i think one of the reasons why i like the show so much is because the show in general and kate specifically are giving me big time like spider-man vibes kind of which in what way uh i just feel like a uh, 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 highly skilled or highly powerful younger character. I mean, I know she's 22, mm. but like her, she's acting it younger, I would argue. And, yep. um, and, uh, but like skilled, but like kind of naive. I just, okay. I just, I like that vibe. Also, it's like very New York. It's like New York's like a big part of it, which weirdly I feel like is not the case for like a lot of Marvel uh tv and movie properties nearly as much as it is in the comics right Um, yeah that's a good point too so it's like very new yorkish which i like uh i don't know it's just give it's just uh 
I can see what you mean, though. Like, a lot of the elements there are shit. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is super cool. And, and you know, I said it's a long action sequence. I thought it was great. Yeah, same, same. You know, it, it, you know it, I'm not saying it's long to say that it's bad. Um, it very well could have been. I think we got a lot of very yeah. generic action sequences in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not to continue to beat that down, but um, I thought a lot of the action sequences in Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like action sequences. This sequence in the in the warehouse, uh, the car chase and everything, it felt like an action sequence, but it it had good story elements to it too. It pushed the story forward. And it was interesting. It was fun. It told you something about the characters involved too, which I thought was very well done. Yes. Um. So let's see. Um. the The very next far part is my favorite part in the episode. You want to take them? Us so it's them on the train, and uh, Kate is. It's kind of meant to be funny, and Kate is like. Man, you know we we really gotta we really gotta walk that dog. Like he's he's been cooped up in the apartment. Like they're just done with this insane chase where like any normal person for sure would have died. Um, and she's like, and Hawkeye still can't hear. Yes, he still can't hear. And it's kind of yeah. So she's like, we really gotta walk that dog. And then there's like a beat. There's like a couple seconds, and Hawkeye's like, you're right, you know. And she kind of looks at him, and he goes. That you're one of the best archer, or, or he's—I forget how he phrased it—but basically, he gave her her due props, which uh, right. I felt like that was my favorite part of the episode. I was like, "Oh man, that's because uh, in even two episodes, like you—it's very clear how much that seems like it's probably not a big Clint thing to do, and how much that would have meant to the Kate character." Right. Um, so I I fucking loved it. And then, uh, and then after that, and it's just kind of a criticism I think that you had during WandaVision where uh, Marvel can't just let a moment <laughs> be a serious moment because directly after that, it goes right back to the comedy where Clint says the exact same thing Kate was just saying because he couldn't hear what she was saying at all. He yeah, he like, says, yeah, you know, we got to walk that dog. He's been cooped yeah. up all day. I love that though. Like I love that whole, the, even the joke at the end. Yeah, I no, loved all I, yeah, of it. yeah. I, I, yeah. I was a big, big, big fan. I think that was a hundred percent my favorite part of yep. this episode as well. Yeah, super um, good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like uh, sometimes they don't do it well. I think this time they did. It's like uh, having like a really big moment that has like a lot of. Uh, like levity around it is that the word yeah i think so you know where it's just like yeah it's like you're joking and having fun but like he said something that was like holy shit like that meant a lot to Kate, yeah which was awesome well and also um, it meant a lot i assume to like any like because hawk as far as the world knows hawkeye is the best archer in the world he's gotta be right <laughs> so like the fact that the nope that's katniss everdeen <laughs> touche you know what I think the the interesting thing I'm thinking about this now about him making the 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 comment about the dog though mm-hmm. is I think it tells you that there's there's some similarity between the two of them as well. Yeah. Like it's a joke that works on multiple levels there cuz it's like they both almost just died. They were in this crazy fight and they're thinking about this dog that 
they both just met yeah. <laughs> and how they need to take care of it. And I was like, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. Um, shortly after this, they both go to this random, like, Asian lady's place in, in, in New York. It's like a, just like a hole in the wall kind of, like, apartment or building. And they call her the doctor, and she basically fixes his uh, hearing aid. Yeah. Rather quickly. And she's like, you just got to pay in cash. And so she fixes that. And so he can hear again, basically. Um, And so that was pretty quick. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some more, more on the not hearing front in the next second half of yep. these episodes. Yep. But so he can hear again. Everything's good. We cut back. All the tracksuit mafia guys are, they're getting out of the warehouse because it's compromised now. And Kazi, the guy that was signing for Maya earlier, He's basically warning Maya to not get in trouble with her uncle uh, because she's drawing a lot of attention to herself, basically. And she kind of doubles down and was like, who's the boss here? And he's like, you are. And she's like, so she's like, she's really like gung ho on finding Ronan and taking care of all the stuff. She doesn't give a fuck. Uh, and she doesn't seem very concerned about being in trouble with her uncle. Um, So we'll see what happens there. I'm really hoping we get kingpin in the next episode do you think he's going to show up we're going to see full vincent yeah, in the next episode? yeah for sure Whew, i can't wait to see that fat suit fuck <laughs> can't wait to see him i love that character so much um all right i think now at this point we go to kate's apartment right so they want to find out more about the tracksuit mafia mm-hmm. through kate's mom's computer right 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 well so they don't go to kate's apartment they go to kate's mom's oh kate's mom's apartment yes yep yeah that's that's what i meant um so her mom has a lot of information on people since she owns a security company of some sort don't really know what she does a little sketchy to me um and so she's gonna get into her mom's computer and look up the tracksuit mafia people the company that they were working under this type of stuff uh and she also wanted to look up Jack Duquesne, uh, her mom's fiance, since that that's kind of been brought back. Uh, I, I believe at one scene they're like sitting at a diner and he's like, yeah, we got to figure out this tracksuit mafia stuff. And then Kate's like, yeah, also figure out what's going on with like my evil soon to be stepdad. Yeah. And Hawkeye's like, yep, there's that, too. So they're, they're trying to figure out tracksuit mafia stuff and Jack Duquesne. Um, and so Kate convinces Hawkeye to help her infiltrate her mom's penthouse and use the her own company account to look up uh you know the criminal database um and so kate's on the computer she's looking up she sees some names um but then she's locked out of the computer when attempting to bypass some sort of security wall or something like that um while she's doing this hawkeye hears something and he just starts walking around the apartment slowly, just looking around. You don't really see anything at all. Uh, but then as he kind of walks into like a corridor, the Ronin sword goes up. And you see Jack Duquesne holding Ronin's sword. So he has it still. And he says, like, don't make a move or something like that, you know, along the lines. Um, and then the episode ends. Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah this show gives me blue balls like no other yeah it's uh it's it's been great with the cliffhangers i was upset i really wanted to see what was about to happen 
Yeah, because I feel like this is going to really like it could change the course of where the show is going, how Jack interacts with Hawkeye. Yeah. I still uh, I'm still pulling for Jack to be a good guy. I still really feel like Jack's a good guy. Yeah, I would like that a lot because I feel like he's so suave. Like he's so he's like old school suave in a way that I feel like people aren't suave anymore. Oh man, I'm so excited. We only have a few days until we get to see what yep, happens. Yep, but... thankfully. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, that's where the episode ends. No after credit scene. Hopefully next week we just start up right where we left off. Yes. Ugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved this episode. I really yeah, loved it. Yeah, same. Same. It was uh it was yet another one that just it blew by for me. Yep. I was immersed the whole time. You know, sometimes I'm like, let me go on my phone for a little bit, blah, 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 blah. I was glued in. Watch the whole thing, and I wanted more. So that's that's basically all I look for in a TV show. Was I into it the whole time? Do I want to watch the next episode immediately? That's that's my that's my sign for really loving a show, and that's what this one did for me. Yeah, yeah, I've been super impressed with this show so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, basically, this Loki and Wandavision all like a plus for me, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're just gonna forget about. <laughs> Yeah, I would say this and Loki A+, WandaVision ended up at like a B for me. But yeah, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like a, I, I mean, generously a D, maybe. But, yeah. Because there were moments, like, but. Let me, let me ask you this. Like, it's like if, if you take the average of WandaVision, Loki, and this, if every other Marvel Disney Plus show was on par with the average of those shows. Like you'd be thoroughly satisfied, I'd be right? Fucking ecstatic. That would right, be the yeah. best uh television shared universe that exists by a long shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And and you know, like looking back, and this is basically turning into the Falcon and Winter Soldier shit cast. <laughs> um but like I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier made me falter on my Marvel hype a little bit. Wow. Cause I just I just didn't like it that yeah. much. Uh, but then Loki just like right back, right back to it. Yeah, Loki's um, so fucking good. You know, I was excited for this show to come out, and I was really hoping it didn't disappoint. And I'm glad it hasn't. I'm like so hype on yes. it. Yes, I'm so excited to watch it uh, each Wednesday. So, um, yeah, let's rate this. Bitch. All right, let's do it. All right. As we do on this podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever it is we're talking about, out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones can't chip away any of those little stones at all can't get halvesies out of it um episode three of hawkeye echoes i'm giving this a six i am too <laughs> you know i it i would say it's not the strongest six i've ever given yeah but i think it definitely like broke the threshold of a six for me yeah uh this is my favorite episode so far it just i felt like they did everything right in it yeah, that's exactly. So. It just had like it had everything it needed to have. It had strong action. It had strong comedy. It had strong emotion. It had strong intrigue. Like, <laughs> what what more could you fucking want? Like, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I was like, is this a five or a six? And I was thinking about it. I watched it again. I did too. And I was like, what? It, what am I? What am I looking for here that I'm not yeah. getting? 
You know, the only thing I'm I'm not getting here is a conclusion to the show because it's the third fucking episode. Right. That's really all it right. is. Um, but you know, both times I watched it when the final scene came up, I was like, "Fuck, yeah!" Like I want more. <laughs> um, so yeah, sweet man, we are like lockstep this yeah. show so far, which is yeah, crazy. it's been it, dude. It's uh, I mean, who would have thought the Hawkeye show? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was just about to say that. It's crazy because, you know, I wasn't super in love with Black Widow. Yeah. Another thing, another, you know, a movie I didn't necessarily think needed to be made. Um, and I would argue that back in the day, no one would have ever taken a Hawkeye thing seriously. Yeah. But they have been fucking killing yeah. it in this show. It's been so good. Yeah, I've, I've been and I don't even it. like Jeremy Renner that much. But I've been watching this. and I'm like, man, I kind of like Jeremy Renner. In this. He's very he's very. um What's the word? Not charming. I guess relatable in this show. Like you just get a. He's like an everyman. Yeah, he's like he's like what if what if like your dad was a superhero? Like what if any normal person's dad was a superhero? (laughs) He's just a dude. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. And and I feel like we got we have that relation with Hawkeye, but then Kate, I can also relate to is just like a younger person. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so it gets you that Spider-Man stuff, which I think is why we both love Spider-Man. Is it you know everyone envisions themselves as Spider-Man? Yeah, for sure. And so you're getting all the elements of Spider-Man with this Hawkeye series, and both the characters are great so far. Yeah, and like, I, I it really helps. Like we were just saying, it helps that Jeremy Renner's been doing a great job so far, and it also helps that Haley Steinfeld's been knocking it out of the fucking park as well. I mean, oh, they, yeah. these two have. I feel like they have like insane chemistry. It's like really good team up uh, to the point where I'm almost bummed that I have a strong feeling at the end of this show is going to be kind of Clint's uh, maybe not farewell, but like him taking a step into the background. That kind of bumps me out. I really hope a lot of people are saying like he could be like the leader of like the West Coast. Oh, Avengers that'd be or something sick. Like that. Yes. I would love that yeah. just for him to be kind of like the guy in the chair. A little yeah. Bit. Um. But yeah, you know, for a character that I didn't really care about that much, now I, I would be bummed to see yeah. it, though, which to me is just like the signature of good story yes, writing. Yes, totally. Character development. So, All right. A couple of solid sixes from both of us. Let's go over to recommendations. Eric, what do you have for us this week? All right. I have a movie, uh, which is happens very rarely i'm gonna recommend the netflix phenom uh red notice whoa what yeah it's so i watched it because as everyone has heard apparently nobody knows anyone who's actually seen this movie but simultaneously every human being that is alive and exists in the world has watched this movie multiple times according to netflix so (laughs) If you, I've not met anyone until you, my friend. That yeah, I don't. And yet Netflix is like, yeah, this is our most popular movie by like 5000 times. And everyone in the world has seen it. But uh, but whatever. But whatever. I mean, it seemed like kind of just like a fun kind of old school style, just action comedy, like a buddy cop kind of comedy movie. Right. I, I love the cast. I, big fan of The Rock. Big fan of Ryan Reynolds big fan of Gal Gadot and they were all fucking great. It was a great movie. It was a genuinely great movie. It's not really, yeah, it's not uh, like, it's not like you've seen it before for sure, 
But like, but like, it's great. It's that's what that's exactly what you want out of that kind of a movie. You want Ryan Reynolds. What do you give it out of our scale here? I would give it a, fi- a strong five. Yeah, right. strong five. Right. I, I really, I really. So I have a. I keep a doc. I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. I keep a doc of all my media consumption, and I rate things out of a ten point scale in that. And I rated, uh, I rated this movie the same as I rated Shang Chi. I rated them both eight eight out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I I might have to watch this. It's then. super. It's super good. It's just fun. It's got. It's got some. Uh, it's almost got like uh, some heisty vibes too, which I really like because they're Ooh, trying to like steal I love shit. A heist. Yeah, it's 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 really got everything you want in that kind of a movie, and like all three leads are so stupid charming. There's like a double cross, and it's just like it's like everything you want. It's fucking everything you want. It's super good. I I really was glad I watched it because I was I was in the mood for that kind of a movie. I haven't seen that kind of a movie in like a really long time, so. I really liked it. Well, damn, I guess I got to watch this movie. Yeah, now. yeah, big, big recommend. All right, red notice from Eric. All right, um, I don't have anything nearly that cool, but uh, two things to watch on YouTube. You can watch them for free. Hot Ones interviews mm-hmm. with both Simu Liu and Jeremy Renner are on YouTube. Um, if you're not familiar with Hot Ones, Hot Ones is like a 30-minute YouTube show in which... Uh, the host Sean Evans interviews celebrities while they eat ten uh, chicken wings that go up in like hot level as you go, you know, up each wing. So it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter um, as they eat these wings. So he's just interviewing them and they're eating chicken wings, and then it's fun watching the celebrities struggle to eat these chicken wings that are insanely yeah. hot. Um, and also, so Sean Evans is like a goaded interviewer. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, not a bullshit interview yeah. like you'd see on, like, a network show. Like, he asks, like, really good questions. Whoever they get to, like, research these celebrities does a really good yeah. job where he's, like, talking about where they grew up, things they did in the past, and he asks really cool questions. So the star of Shang-Chi, Simu Liu, and then Jeremy Renner, obviously Hawkeye. Uh, so that's an hour worth of content if you want to check those out. Uh, highly recommend Hot Ones on YouTube. Um. In addition to that, been rewatching Lord of the Rings. Oh, watched the first two in the last week and a half, two weeks or so. How were those movies so goddamn good for being like twenty-one years old? I have no idea. Um, I also don't know how those movies got made because they're like four fucking hours long. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, I hadn't watched them in a long time, and they are so good. So uh, I think the there is now the four K. Uh, an extended edition of those movies, which like the whole thing is insane. But man, <laughs> uh, just talk about a solid trilogy that doesn't have a down point in it, which is very rare, I think, in uh, today's day of age of Hollywood movies. It's very hard for you to make three movies and one of them doesn't suck uh, in a trilogy. And so, if you haven't watched those in a while, highly recommend that shit because oh my god, it's the nostalgia's kicking back in for me. I can't believe they're. 21 years old at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's that's mind-blowing. Jesus. Yeah. And it's just, I, I just, I think about movies in, like, the production sense now because we talk about that stuff a lot. I don't know how they greenlit filming three movies together 
with a bunch of relatively unknown actors in New Zealand, and the movies are all at least three hours long yeah. each. And then they somehow did that and made really good movies. Um, so that's crazy. So those are my two main recommendations for the week. I wanted to do a quick edit on my recommendation from last week, which was reading Daredevil, uh, the the 1998 series Daredevil, which has the introduction of Maya Lopez Echo, has a lot of stuff uh, related to Kingpin in it. Um, there is a book, a hardcover book on Amazon that you can read for that. If you want to read the first comics with Maya Lopez in it, it's called Marvel Knights by Joe Casada Omnibus. It's a huge ass hardcover book, but that book contains uh, issues one through 15 of Daredevil. That's where Maya Lopez is introduced. So that's Marvel Knights by Joe Casada. Look that up on Amazon if you want to buy it. It's at its lowest price that it's been and in quite some time, I think it says on here. So I don't know if you can believe that. <laughs> Um, highly recommend it. I just bought it. Been reading through that. Uh, some nostalgia there as well. Great comic written from what twenty three years ago now. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and that's it for me. So, uh, hot ones, Lord of the Rings, and Red Notice. Yeah. Was not expecting that. Ah, me so neither. Check it out. <laughs> I love it. I love to be pleasantly surprised yeah. by things. So. All right, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can at Infinity Rewatch, or you can shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Even if you just want to tell us to fuck the billionaires. Ah, uh, fuck the billionaires.